You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. We're doing a late night recording slash reaction to the expansion draft uh, that just took place not even 15, 20 minutes ago for us, Dylan. Uh, We're going to give you our initial reactions to the picks that were made, or at least the picks that weren't made, um, as well as go over, you know, maybe the contemplation that... um, ron francis had when selecting the sharks pick um before we get into that uh you can we're gonna do a quick little shout out to our social media handles you can follow myself on twitter at nick floor underscore you can follow the network at hockey pod net and you can follow the podcast at stick hungry pod and i forgot to introduce you dylan i'm so sorry i'm just How sitting doing, here man? waiting in the side but uh <laughs> I, i'm doing good I, i'm a little bit disappointed you know today was supposed to be like christmas morning but it was a little bit of a dud we'll get into it though yeah you said christmas in july and it's starting to feel a little bit more like thanksgiving <laughs> so um <laughs> and w- what i really mean is that we're hoping that this isn't the real main course based on uh what we saw in this expansion draft we saw a couple of i don't want to say underwhelming picks but we were we thought they were going to go for broke and kind of run well, well towards... nick I, I think the main course of today which no one expected was uh fucking frank saravalli i mean that guy kind of just ruined the day yeah he came in and just Ru- I don't even want to say ruined it because I mean you could mute the word Kraken or Seattle for all day, like all day. But there's a significant number of people that I saw on uh, Twitter that were, you know, he's leaking out who they're picking from teams, and I mean you're basically getting to see your Christmas presents prior to them actually being wrapped, and so you kind of find out Santa isn't real at that point. <laughs> Well, I know. And here's the other thing, too. It it gets worse. So you ask for like the Air Jordans or whatever. And Christmas Eve, you see the present not wrapped. And it's and it's like a knockoff pair of Jordans. You're like you're getting some close to what you wanted, but it's a knockoff. And I think that's what we get with the Seattle Kraken team, because I think we expected a lot more with the roster. Yeah, I mean, they had a I think Jay Fresh and Evolving Wild had a couple of teams put up that were projected for 100 plus point seasons with and still with about 10 five Nick, to ten million dollars are you leaving out our team come on now that was a hundred point team <laughs> we had a pretty solid team as well we were right there we were at 81.2 million dollars on the cap and we had some some dynamite names that we picked and i mean i didn't run the numbers on it yet to see exactly how our team would have performed i think hey, jersey sales that. jersey sales would have been nuts for our team yeah the marketing team would have loved us um <laughs> but let's just kind of jump in let's let's talk first about the sharks pick uh a, a surprise if i'm being completely honest we had narrowed it down to three maybe four names in uh dylan gambrell ryan donato redeem shimmick which we, we kind of put at the end there and then a, a late bloomer at the end of the party came in uh, matt nieto was actually Bro, you know, brought up oh, by a oh, lot not, of different not, people. Not Martin Jones. I heard a no, lot of no, people not, say Martin Jones. Not Martin Jones, unfortunately. Um, and it goes to show they didn't take on anyone really any major cap hits like that. Um, but instead, Seattle selects Alexander True, and 
This one really took me off guard. Like I, I even posted the little gif of the guy who's like, what? Because <laughs> I was I was so confused. Like I personally I was just lost. And of course, I didn't find out during the expansion draft. Like you said, I found out from a leak on Twitter. So I had like the time to process the information and the time to figure out maybe why they would have gone with true instead of the likes of a Dylan Gambrell. Um well since you know we since it's not Dylan Gambrell and that was your man that we agreed on, I'm gonna leave the floor to you to give your explanation as to why you think they went with true instead well it's interesting because i really did believe it was going to be gambrell looking at this do i think alexander true is uh a true nhl forward uh <laughs> but i was waiting for that thank you we don't have uh, the soundboard with us I, right I know now. i know i'm here all night though uh <laughs> but yeah i i just don't know i feel like this is probably they're looking at this guy probably for their ahl squad down the road like i i, I just don't know i don't think there's a spot for alex true on the Kraken roster moving forward, uh, it's it's just like an organizational depth pick. I don't think there's honestly much thought into it because there weren't great options from the Sharks in the first place. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't know. It's pretty underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming is the name of the game so far for this expansion draft. And they let themselves or they left themselves with a very sizable uh, cap space to be able to manipulate in this upcoming, uh, you know, buyer's market, essentially. Um but, you know, my initial reaction, like I said before, was like very hesitant. Like I didn't understand, you know, why, why, you know, Gambrell's available. Why are you doing this? And uh, Will Harridge and I actually spoke a little bit about this on Twitter. We have a lot of back and forths and a lot of good conversations about it. And, you know, if you really compare the two players, if we're just, bar you know, boiling it down to centers, you compare Gambrell to True, right? You have what with Gambrell? You have a former second round pick who's proven that he can't really do a 3C role. And, I mean, he had every opportunity to do it this last season for the Sharks. It just seemed like he couldn't get it done. Um, so you know his ceiling is essentially 4C territory, and you also know that his offensive upside is, is limited at best. So that is going to cost you $1.1 million. You're basically getting you know what you could assume would be the same floor with alexander true but with the possibility of a higher ceiling for a lower price now do i personally believe that alexander true can be a better centerman moving forward you know into the nhl as even like a fourth line center i honestly i don't believe so he's a lot bigger of a guy he's six foot five i mean he's a gigantic man and they they drafted a couple of really big guys um but i just don't see it as you know, I, I you know more in your perspective. I see it more of like a an AHL type of move because I mean I think even Seattle went on record to say that they didn't like any of the selections that the Sharks left them with. <laughs> well, so. I mean, and like the difference in value between the guys available from the Sharks is like fucking razor thin, folks. Like razor thin. These guys are all like bottom of the barrel. Let's be honest, as far as trade value goes, and picking them up in the expansion. So. Yeah, we, we lost Alex True. I mean, whoop-de-woo. That's what happens when you have a bad team in the expansion draft. Yeah, I really loved um, I loved watching him play for the Barracuda when I would uh, my, my family and I would go down to Stockton. It's a lot closer to us up here in Sacramento. We would take the hour drive down to the Stockton. We'd watch the Heat play the Barracuda. And, I, I you know, Alexander True caught my eye. I loved watching him. He's a big dude who didn't use his body necessarily for just hitting, but for just power forward type of stuff but um 
it was his skating and, and, and his shooting that essentially always kind of held him back from being able to be elevated to the NHL club consistently. He had a good little stint with the Sharks this season, though. I, you know, he he played his ass off on a team where they were forcing veterans on the team, like, you know, like Patrick Marlowe and the bottom six was, a, a, you know, just a turnstile at that center position. And I think this kind of just speaks volumes you know what seattle was kind of looking for i don't think they wanted gambrell and obviously they didn't so they they took true and i don't think you're gonna see any side deals with san jose with them involving these two players either because i mean it's not like the sharks had to pay them any money to not take gambrell so um yeah and it, i guess it's just underwhelming yeah, uh, underwhelming. Uh, yeah, underwhelming of a pick. Uh, uh, an interesting pick, like we said. Looking at the board, uh, there's a lot of guys that we didn't expect to see getting drafted uh, by the Kraken. And mm. you know, I, I hope there's a lot of trades that come down for for Seattle's sake because if they come out with this group of players and they don't come out with you know at least a few first round picks, a couple seconds. I don't. I'm not quite sure exactly what they're doing here. You know, look at a team like Carolina. Um, Nino Niederreiter and Jake Bean. We talked about it. Those two guys were available. They did not get selected today. No, not at all. I think that was probably my biggest surprise selection out of all of them. I mean, you're you're literally sitting there. You're staring down the barrel of greatness, and there, there's no way. There's just no way. There's no side deals done. Like. They're not going to be Thrashers bad. They're not going to be Atlanta Thrashers bad. But if they don't come away, like you said, with at least a couple first-round picks from this, they're not going to be anywhere near Vegas good, in, in my opinion. Or, or at least within the next couple of years. You know, Vegas well, had Nick, that miracle I, I, run. Either way, like, I just don't think either way they're going to be as good as Vegas. Yeah. And, they, yeah, maybe they have a magical run like Vegas did. But, come on, Vegas was lucky that first year. And to be honest, I respect the route that they've taken looking at the roster and saying, you know what, we might as well just start this off as more of a traditional rebuild and build this from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're doing here. At least that's what we're expecting to see tomorrow with the uh, return that they get, you know, assuming they get a couple of first round picks, maybe some second round picks as well. Yeah, just taking a look on cap friendly right now. Um based on all the information that was submitted they have if i'm doing this correctly they have just under or just around 29 million dollars in cap space mm -hmm. um if you uh, just for those who are just trying to think about okay well who's in that area um just taking a look right now the arizona coyotes are ahead of or just below them with 28.7 and the minnesota wild are right there with 29 million as well with big free agents on both of those teams that are either coming in or going out so you're looking at this team and just below them with below and above is weird in this situation because below <laughs> yeah, them is. means yeah. more cap space so with just a little bit more cap space with uh than them at 29 and a half million dollars are the ottawa senators and we see where the ottawa senators are right now in their current rebuilding process so if seattle can use this market to try to go out there and pull in some more notable free agents that maybe they said hey you know we're not going to try to pull them from this team and then sign them we're just going to try to sign them through and through uh, that Nick, could be an this avenue. is what I want to see. This is what I want to see. A bunch of trades come in tomorrow. You know, Ron Francis picks up some first-round picks, second-round picks, third-round picks. 
then when the when the market opens up a bunch of offer sheets come from the Seattle Kraken because they acquired all these draft picks and they have this salary cap. They can go out and get legit young superstars, you know, and you could handcuff a team like the Vancouver Canucks. They can't match $11 million for Elias Patterson. And that's for the first thing that came to my mind too. I was like, Elias Patterson and Kale McCarr, baby. <laughs> yeah, those two guys. And you know, their teams can't afford 11, 12 million. Yeah. That's expensive for those players. But if you're the Seattle Kraken, at this point fuck it overpay yeah. for a few years get those superstars in the building yeah i mean and exactly i mean i've seen that get thrown around as well as a couple of uh, really good options um oh man i, I, I thought Patrick it was the fir- i thought it was the first one <laughs> <laughs> great minds think alike don't sell yourself short dylan <laughs> i think patrick line is on that list too they could go out and find a way to snag him um but just on the on the subject of like Columbus players, I think this is probably the one, if I'm thinking of the top two things that shocked me the most, it was the Carolina pick and the Columbus pick. Because I don't know if any any of our listeners who who follow the Soda Pod, it's our Minnesota Wild podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. It's hosted by Isha Jerome and State of Hoppy. A couple of really great dudes to, to banter and, and talk about. And they spoke... They had their bonus crack clips on Twitter. And those little clips would essentially, they'd go through each team and they'd say who they think is getting picked and why. And I think Columbus, I think Columbus was actually the shortest video that the SodaPod put out on Twitter, or the shortest clip at least, because they said, Max Domi, next, like move on. And we did the exact same thing, Dylan, in our, our roster builder. We saw Columbus and we were like, oh, look, it's Max Domi. It's a, a, well, yeah. A, what what was it? 30, 30 seconds we spent on that one. It was easy. at the absolute most we spent. I think I spent more time talking about the soda pod right now than I did talking <laughs> about our pick of Max Domi on Tuesday. I think you're right. But they they select Gavin Bayreuther, a defenseman. I mean, hell There's of a no name. F- fucking way that they didn't have to get a pick to not take Max Domi. There's no way. No, not not a chance. Um, especially being a center, you know, Max Domi. And like we said in our in our bonus episode, the chance that you can draft uh, a 50 point guy or a 60 point guy that's a center in an expansion draft, that's very low. And they had that opportunity and they obviously passed on it. So, yeah, you got to think that price was pretty high to push them away from Max Domi. I I don't know. It seems crazy to me. Yeah, I I don't understand it, but I, I it's not my job to understand it, luckily. I, I We try to provide good content for everyone listening in, and I think everyone is having the exact same reaction that we are on their own levels of, you know, maybe when this uh, when this comes out, when this, whatchamacallit, this, this, sorry, my brain's this late at night, I can't think. Uh, but when this episode comes out and people are listening in, maybe the side deals will get released and shit's going to start getting crazy. You know, that's what I want to see. I wanted pure chaos, and this was just controlled. This was almost too vanilla yeah, no, of it a was draft. Like, yeah, no, it was it was piecemeal. It was fed to us over the course of a day. I yeah. wanted it all to be in a half hour. You know, slam it right in your face. Here we go. Like Seattle a potato crack. gun, just <laughs> yeah. <Bam. laughs> Holy shit! Exactly. And I wanted and Gary got the to shoot the potato gun, but no, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> I wanted them to have a potato gun. But with the fish, instead of having them throw it, I wanted JT Brown 
to potato gun, like air blast a fish in the air. Boom. Goes up and then beast mode. Marshawn Lynch has to catch it in the end zone and then talk about the pick. Something. Wow, that'd be amazing. But yeah, did they have? I didn't watch the whole like series, didn't or or the whole uh, episode. Did they have a bunch of clips of like people fishing and and stuff? Wasn't that like a theme throughout the whole whole uh, episode? Yeah, the Pacific Northwest and specifically Seattle. It's very wet. You know this, Dylan. So fishing. I mean, I is... live here. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like my God. Like we, I mean, that's I don't even have. fish. I don't fishing. even fish for Christ's sakes. I don't live here. Like that's not all we do. That's all they do in Seattle. They fish okay. and they fantasize over Russell Wilson. That's all they do. All and a Starbucks. Day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, drink coffee. I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was a, Kevin Weeks had a, did a great job just going from place to place and doing whatever it is that he had to do involving the different things. And then the Pike Place fish throw was kind of funny. Although, again, another thing that got leaked out was the Pike Place fish throw. Right, so, like, when right. you say it, you're like, I've seen this three times with four different guys' names. So, it's it's the the novelty is gone. You know, the honeymoon is already over. We didn't yeah. even get married yet. So No. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's just disappointing. Like we said, it was it was Christmas morning and, uh, you know, all this buildup, and then it, and it came out to this. Um, yeah. yeah it's, I got it's, Asics. I didn't get Nikes. What the <laughs> fuck? Santa? Ex- exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I'm not happy. Normally, you know, normally we kind of eat this information up when there's leaks about different things. We love it. But I think... You know, as a whole, I mean, I know everybody doesn't agree with this, but I, I know a lot of people were disappointed about this, that all mm-hmm. this information mm-hmm. was being leaked. And in a regular situation, you wouldn't see people complaining at all, I don't think. Yeah. It's it's just, just... It was a different situation. It's unique to see Twitter kind of come almost come together like that and be disappointed about a show being ruined, about yeah. information being leaked. You don't see that too often. Yeah, I've never seen Frank Saravalli get tagged in as many posts in this in my entire existence. <laughs> Maybe he's doing it to boost like his uh, his inquiry numbers on Twitter or something. Oh yeah, this but, is Frank's uh, big day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Gord Miller from TSN actually just tweeted out. I know this isn't a live thing, but well, I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, Seattle side deals for the expansion draft, and there are apparently several. Whew, there we go. Will be announced tomorrow after 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, do the math for me on Pacific time. I can't think uh, after seven o'clock. Uh, that uh, should be nine, right? All right. Uh, no, I have no idea. Three hours, so we'll just say uh, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, something like that. Uh, when yeah, let's just yeah, because I always know three Eastern is twelve. It's twelve. Here. It's twelve. So it's twelve. Uh, when the NHL's trade slash signing freeze comes off, so um, I, I, I expect there to be an absolutely astronomical number of deals that come through i want to see people lose their mind i want to see franchises and fan bases go in on their teams verbally it's just i just want them to all have mental breakdowns as we just sit back and watch the nhl burn to the ground to see what seattle got for not selecting specific players (laughs) Nick, I want to see all this too, man, but I feel like you're setting us up for a disappointment here. I don't feel like any of that's going to happen. <laughs> Only Frank's going to come tell. and ruin the day again. He's on a roll. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop that whole ceremony. It's going to be so like the news is supposed to be leaked out on the deals at, at like 10. And Frank's going to be on Twitter at 8 a.m. be like, all right, boys, I got the deals ready for you. <laughs> it's just like, no, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Frank. God yeah. damn it. 
I know. So, some of the memes that are going around are, are pretty good. Like the one saying that Gary Bettman's going to leak uh, Frank Saravalli's kids' Christmas presents to them on uh, December 24th <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's pretty good. That's that's at least one good thing that's come out of this. If the side deals that come out on Thursday at 1 Eastern time are amazing and we can just go on and on about them, it'll be like... Decent appetizers, absolute trash can entree, but then the dessert cart comes out and you're just foaming at the mouth of how delicious it is. Oh, well, yeah, dessert cart can be good enough for you actually forget some of the bad food that you consumed in a restaurant. It has yeah. that power over you. So, yeah, there's yeah. an opportunity there. There's a lot of uh, restaurants down in the United States I know make their living off of amazing desserts but terrible food. <laughs> Sonic being one of them, Dairy Queen another, so... There's just too many to name. So yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I mean, we we have the same issue up here, just on a smaller scale. <laughs> it's just Tim Hortons and then a couple of one-offs. <laughs> oh, don't don't even get me started on Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is, is terrible now. Um, I, I take no pride in it anymore. It's over. It's over. Damn, that's unfortunate. It's um, not even a Canadian company anymore. It's owned oh, by that's... like a, a Brazilian and American conglomerate. So uh, yeah, there you go. Very uh, oh, that, there's your very Tim Horton Can fun fact of the day. <laughs> yeah, there's your Canadiano for the day. <laughs> well, Dylan, I mean, we were going to talk a little bit about a couple of these picks, but I guess we can just brush over them quickly before we end this episode. It's going to be a short, quick one just for those that want to hear us ramble and complain about what we got. Uh, a couple of notable ones Jared McCann. So uh, Kyle Dubas basically traded a seventh and, and Hollander to protect the rest of his players. So uh, Jared McCann was selected from Toronto. Uh, Yanni Gord, another good player that was taken from Tampa Bay. Hey, we called that um, one. You're right. You know, you know what else we contemplated was Vitek Vanacek um, goaltending for Washington. That was one of those players where we really loved Brendan Dillon for Seattle. But we looked at Vitek Vanacek as well. I was like, hey, you know what? It's a good goaltending option. That tells you how bad we did with our mock draft that we're like, hey, we actually considered this one guy that's on the list. Like, <laughs> we didn't I consider Geeky at all. So. No, I, I honestly, I think we hit on like maybe four or five names on this list. Yeah. Hayden Flurry. I know we got Hayden Flurry yeah, right. We did. Uh, they got the Hayden Kale uh, duo. So yeah, they we'll got the two Flurries. Yeah. Two brothers. They're, they're trying Is to it, emulate the Sedin twins what do, type of What do you aspect. call. A group of flurries. Is it a flurry of flurries? Is it a flurry? Ooh, there you go. <laughs> a flurry of flurries. Folks, I like that. At, at Stick Hungry Pod on Twitter, let us know. Yeah. What I mean, is a group of same... flurries? <laughs> is it, it a blizzard? Know, oh, it's a blizzard. Oh, it's a fucking blizzard. Oh, we're back to the fuck. We've circled back to the desserts. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, the no, no. Play. I was, oh, no, no. I was thinking like like sn the snowstorm, actual blizzard. That yeah, just shows how American you are. There's a dessert that you're going item in here. There's a dessert item here called the Blizzard oh, from Dairy I, I, yes, Queen. Yes, we have it here yeah. too, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. We got to move on from that. Uh, yeah, quickly, uh, Mark Giordano. I, I believe we already spoke about him. Yeah. Um, John Quenville. Jonas Donskoy, former Shark Alert. Sound the fucking horn, or, or as I believe the uh, I don't have it announcer. today, man. I'm not, I'm not in the studio. I don't have the <laughs> reggae <laughs> The the gentleman who announced him said Jonas Donskawi, so that'll go down infinitely, you know, just in infamy. I wasn't know. It, Evander... Wasn't it Marshawn Lynch or something? No, 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 no. I, I believe it was a basketball player. It oh, okay. Wasn't, I, I um... didn't watch it. I just heard this all secondhand. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it was Don Scowie. And uh, that's almost as bad as when Evander Kane called him Donsky. So that was pretty good. <laughs> Jamie Oleksiak was a pretty decent pick, in my opinion. You're talking about a solid blue liner. I feel like that's a very underrated in this whole scheme of things. Uh, the I think we Dringer. hit on that one, too. We hit on Alexia, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Dringer, hey, his, his everyone sister, it's a that. good family line. Just got to throw it in there. Sister, Canadian Olympic gold medalist. That's there awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> she uh, was like 10 Carson, Carson Soucy, I think, is actually probably the most underrated pick out of everyone on this list. Uh, I am subs- not subscribed. Oh, sorry. I follow on Twitter, uh, Sound the Foghorn as well as obviously the soda pod and there was a big poll that was put out there between a possible starting goaltender or top six defenseman and top six defenseman that uh i believe i believe brett marshall put out there was carson susie um very underrated pick here so you know i, I, I like i like carson susie i think he's a good player i just think kakinen has really good potential yeah. and could be you know a legitimate starting goaltender but at the end of the day, I, I don't blame them for going this route. I don't blame them for taking yeah. the defense. When you look at the other goaltenders, it makes sense. When you look totally. at Dreger, Vanacek, and then uh, my favorite pick, Joey. Uh, well, I pronounce it a little differently. I think it's just Decord, but I pronounce it Dacor, which oh, just like means it. okay in French. So that's why my, my previous tweet on Twitter says, uh, my French sources are telling me he's just okay. So. <laughs> that's so. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dad jokes coming in hot. The French dad jokes. Um, Man, we're coming in hot. The jokes. I don't, I don't know. People, watch it's up. late night. Stick hungry podcast. Just third episode this week. We're cranking them out. We got another <laughs> crazy episode lined up for you guys. It's just. It's going to be a, a, an amazing week for all the stick hungry listeners. So, one hundred. Uh, Jordan Eberly, shout out to you, Dylan. That was your pick. You made that decision. I, I did. And, uh, you know, another Canadian hero. Shout out the World Juniors. Uh, I don't even know what year it was. It was like 2008 scoring in overtime. Anyways, great pick. I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to have a couple guys that can at least put up 20, 25 goals with a new team. And I think that's what you get with Jordan Eberle. Yeah, fresh start uh, has helped a lot of people. You see it with plenty of different guys over the course of their careers. And that's exactly what this is going to be for Eberle. Just a quick refresh revamp and hit the reset button and sharks fans know all about the reset um another rebuild, pick, yeah, uh, rebuild. we could talk about uh brandon tanev really quick and the greatest headshot in nhl history <laughs> um love the love that picture can't wait to see it in the seattle jersey um looks like looks like he's seen a ghost in that picture or something you know? yes every single time he just sees the ghost yeah if you go back and actually look at his years, it's, he just sees the exact same fucking ghost every year. Even back to the Winnipeg days. That's um, and I think the last pick I want to... The, there's two picks I want to talk about. Vince Dunn from St. Louis. Great defensive pick. Uh, they decide to not take on the albatross that is known as Tarasenko and go with the more defensively sound pick. And then Mason Appleton, a, a good center for Winnipeg. Another player who could definitely use a fresh start in a new scene. Everyone knows about how um, weird or I don't want to say cancerous, but just how awkward it is up there in Winnipeg with all the roster shuffling and everything going on there with their problems. So uh, Dylan DeMello was not lucky enough to be selected. Instead, it was Mason Appleton. But circling back to their jerseys, how did you feel about their jerseys that they unveiled if, if you saw them? 
<laughs> I didn't see them. Oh, uh, but from, no, from what I, I think I did actually catch a glimpse of the white ones. Uh, the mm. white ones look pretty sick. I, I just, I love the entire look. Uh, I, I love the branding of the of the Kraken overall. So anything that they put out, I'm probably gonna like it. To be honest. honest. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. Honestly, the the white one was very clean. I was talking to uh, Jordan at Splash underscore Cousin. He he loved the away jersey a little bit more than the home. The home's got that dark esque jersey to it. Um, nice little turquoise esque trim, and then obviously the black. Uh, the black or sorry not the black but the red trim that i personally don't like i think they should just keep the red in the eye and leave it as it is um but luckily again not my job but yeah the jerseys look great honestly they're amazing they're gonna look even better on ice in the full get up and um whoever thinks they look bad needs to get their eyes checked um so yeah it, just taking a look at moving forward something that you know we're going to address here pretty soon we have the entry draft coming up this friday we're going to have a, an interview prior to it's going to be dropping the morning of we're going to talk about options for the sharks and um we're also going to just just take a look at what doug wilson had said after this uh after this expansion draft just a quick quote and, and everyone keeps asking about goaltending because obviously everyone wants to know the answer. Is Martin Jones going to get bought out? Expansion drafts over. Doug, clock is ticking. You only have until a certain day. Um, just a quick quote from Doug. He says, we've already started to address goaltending. We're looking at a couple of forwards that can play in, as we say, the man's role, whatever the hell that means. Uh, <laughs> and then he said, sometimes last year we put some kids in some roles that was probably a little bit much for them. So... I think that's a, a hell of a, a quote from Dougie, Mr. DW Senior. Maybe he's going to go after a couple of big-bodied guys. Maybe not. I, I, I don't know. I still think he's going to buy out Jones. He keeps kind of like kicking the can or kind of brushing it off here and there. But but I personally think that the buyout's going to be here pretty soon, um, preferably by the end of the week. Nick, I'm having some technical difficulties here, folks. Uh, he's been driving the bus for the last little while as I've tried to connect my mic. Obviously, <laughs> it's not working because I probably sound like absolute dog shit right now. How do I sound? No, this is, this is something that the Stick Hungry podcast listeners are used to. You sound just like Kyle McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. On that note, we should, we should probably wrap things up here. Yes, uh, we're you know it's another bonus episode we're gonna do this week. Look out for it. Um, really quickly, you can find me on Twitter at nickfloor underscore. You can follow the podcast at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Kyle, I'm you, Dylan. You can follow myself at McLaren underscore K. Uh, <laughs> no, you can actually follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. Awesome. Thanks again, guys, for listening in. Uh, everyone have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Buckle up. We got a crazy fucking offseason ahead of us. We have the entry draft. We got free agencies. We got buyouts. I'm looking at you, Doug. Do the fucking right thing. Okay, buyout Martin Jones. Um, everyone stay safe and drink your water.